Good afternoon. <laughs> Welcome to Why Is This a Thing? Mm. Uh, wet month, baby. <laughs> Still here. Wet month. I have a sound effect. Don't have oh, to there we go. add 15 oh, effects in post this time. Mm, I was worried God. I wasn't going to hear that one. I can still hear the splash sounds. I'm happy. I'm not alone. <laughs> Do it again mm, one more time. I love it. One more. One more time. Oh, oh so moist. So Man, moist. I, I watched this movie in the shower, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever watched a, a movie while taking a bath? No. Yes. <laughs> I have yeah. not. Uh, how, what's that like, Nick? No, it's very nice. Yeah, I'm not like a big bathtub um, multitasker. Like, I feel when I'm taking a bath, I'm taking a bath. Like, a lot of people, they like reading in the bath. They like checking their phone. Ooh. I find that to be very distracting. I like being fully submerged. I like being covered with moisture at all times. I I, I don't like the idea of, like, having a book and being afraid to drop the book. I, I, I'm not a fan of that. No, you get a folding oh. chair. And you put your laptop up and it's just ah, not even in the bath, you know, That's and interesting. is that a Jeff Foxworthy back. redneck joke? Yeah. No, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I Nick. sat there and Nick. I watched the film Stardust from 2007 starring Robert De Niro. Sure. The, oh, the Matthew Vaughn film. Have you seen right. that one? I have not. Oh, Robert De Niro <laughs> in that movie. He's very fun. He's something else. Highly recommend. <laughs> he's like a pirate or a wizard or something. Don't tell him anything, a, Nick. You're not. Yeah, you know. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. For, <laughs> Don't uh, tell him anything. <laughs> I highly recommend you pop on the bubble bath and watch Stardust. It's a. Right. I like it. I like Stardust. Yeah, good it's, movie. It's fucking weird, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, by the way, Nick, you're not one of those you're not one of those savages that um, eats in the bath, are you? You ever had a shower beer, Adam? No, no, no? I have not. I, I guess I could. That wouldn't bother me those, as much as for like, all those listening. Let me tell you, a shower beer, a hot shower, and an ice cold beer. Nothing better. This is Nothing also better. one of life's great joys that I've yet to experience. I've kind of been putting that off. See, no, that sounds okay. That sounds okay. I'm talking about like like taking a bath with a bowl of spaghetti in your lap or something like that. <laughs> Nothing like, like that. I've had a shower okay. plum. <laughs> like gummo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gummo. Yeah, that's right. Gross. That's, ugh, that's fucking disgusting, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I've, I've had a shower plum. Just a nice ripe plum. Just Whoa. bite right into it. Whoa, don't talk about Michaela that way. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Watch it. She's a, Watch it. a ripe plum. Watch Nico. your back. God Watch damn your back. It. Uh, no, man. I mean, here's what I say. Like messy foods in yep. the shower. It's freeing not having to like worry about like spilling your food or whatever. There's something Instant about cleanup. It. Right. Instant cleanup. Yeah. What? Waffles with syrup. No. Just eat Next it with your time hands. I'm gonna, like change the oil in my car while in the bath. <laughs> there you go. You know, <laughs> like instead of have to worry about the filth. <laughs> oh, it gives me so much anxiety just thinking about it. I, I don't. I can't tell if they're joking or not. Um, <laughs> it's like that. It's eating popcorn in bed. I ugh, God freaks me out. Freaks me the fuck out. I can't do it. Any anything I have in bed? Popcorn in bed. Oh God, no. I'm a big bedtime snacker though. 
I'm a big lay laying down in bed watching the game, just just munching on some potato chips. Like you, you're getting I, I think, crumbs in the bed. I've, I've spent more time eating in my bed than I have at my kitchen table. Jesus Christ! In my don't life, you, don't you like roll over in the middle of the night and like like get like little crumbs stuck to your face or something? You must. No, I'm very I'm very careful about it. Jesus, I actually, Christ. yeah, I don't spill a lot of crumbs. I'm a very clean snacker. I I, I, you're gonna I get find like, it. You're gonna get. Like, I find the difference to be very stark when I when I see like Michaela eat and I see myself mm. eat. There's a very clear. It made me realize how clean of an eater I am. Mm, me too. That's it's actually, one of my great talents. Yeah, it's actually the same same thing with Abby and I. So maybe maybe the men are just the cleaner eaters. I guess. When I have a potato chip, the entire chip goes into my mouth. I don't eat like half a chip. That's psychotic mm, he, behavior. Like I, I, I deep, it, It's not a two biter, you know. He deep throats that chip. I, I put the whole chip does. in my mouth. There's very there's very little excess at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, he not, swallows, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm not using dip. Well, it's not going to spit the chips out. Of <laughs> yeah, I would hope not. You spit. I, I would hope that not, would make Nico. me a Jeez. quitter. That's it's <laughs> <laughs> like you know what that reminds me of. I know you guys don't really care about like Markiplier, but. He uh, has had, he has multiple I don't know. times. Well, it's hard to care about him if I don't know who he is. You I know Markiplier? who he is, but no. Yeah, oh, not, okay. I'm He's not a YouTuber. Yeah. Um, but but he, he has, in multiple videos, revealed how he eats Takis, and he takes the whole Taki, puts it in his mouth, sucks off all the powder, and then spits out the fucking Taki itself. It is disgusting. Oh. Oh, I mean, it kind of is the ultimate cheat code, Jesus. though. You get all of the savory flavor, but you don't have to worry Christ. about the calories. You yeah, know? none of the calories. Yeah, that that reminds me of a of a South Park joke, for God's sakes, where where Cartman they get like KFC and Cartman steals all of the skin off the chicken and and they they enact a, a fierce revenge upon Cartman for stealing all the skin because <laughs> that's all anybody cares about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you might as well just, you know, just use the parts that are useful to you and leave the rest to the land, to the earth. God, it's it's so wasteful, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay, by next show, I will, um, I'm going on vacation this week. I, I will enjoy a shower beer, and I will get back to you about that. Highly experience. recommend. Ice cold, hot shower. Okay. Steam. With a lady in there with you, Nico. Well, that, that might be harder to pull off. <laughs> um, Come on. But... Come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. So now I need to be a couple beers deep before I really get the full experience here, though, right? Like, it's not, I can't just be drinking a shower beer sober. Well, Nick's no, the expert. I, 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 I sometimes will start my first beer in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you start Tell- the party in the shower and you work yeah. your way out. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. That's actually not bad. I'm okay with that. Okay. I, I, think, I think he's on to something. I'll nice. try it both I ways. wouldn't recommend being a few beers deep and then getting in a shower. I feel like you're just asking to fall over and break your hip or something. <laughs> you know? Fair point. Probably. <laughs> okay, I'll bookend my night with shower beers. How about that? There you go. I'll start in the shower. I'll <laughs> get a couple of the and then end in the shower. <laughs> and I'll compare going into stasis. the two. <laughs> For science. Lather, rinse, repeat. I love it. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, we are in uh, separate rooms today talking uh, about another wet movie for Wet Today. Uh, But before we get to this week's feature presentation, we do have some business to attend to. So let's, uh, let's do this right now. 
Tom. I know, I know. These are the Tom. I know. These are the Tom. I know, I know. These are the Tom. I know. David Hoffner, he works in my dad's store. <laughs> the Tom draft um, has come to a close. Dave draft Tom edition. I'm looking at the final tally right now. I was prepared for a battle, but it seems like there's been a last minute, uh, a uh, last minute update here. Yep. What happened, Nick? Well. I will I take the full this, responsibility the for this. I'll take the full <laughs> responsibility. Look, I was trying to create some drama. Huh. I was trying to build some hype. Build some. We already had some drama. Trying to build some tension. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, we were tied. Tie Adam match. and I were neck and neck the entire week. Here's the reality. It's the first time Adam and I have ever been neck and neck. I <laughs> switched Usually my vote to Adam. Usually his neck is like a foot below my. I, I had switched my vote to Adam uh. to make the tie vote. Uh, I see. I I did that. And uh, I was thinking about it right before the show. <laughs> last call, I put it out there. And I really, you know, the reality is I didn't pick Adam for the right reasons. And I'm wow. sorry, Adam. I picked you purely to tie up the match, purely to build the drama. But at the end of the day, Aww. your your Tom list wasn't wasn't my Tom list. And I, I went back and I voted for myself again, despite... <laughs> The uh, savage defeat that I suffered. Mm. It's okay, Nick. And I'm finally a little integrity brought to the proceedings. Wow, what go. a nice, refreshing surprise. I did yeah. remind everybody with 15 minutes left that the polls were about to close and get in your vote now, but uh, it no. did not seem like anybody. Shame on all the Benedict Arnolds in the Discord, but <laughs> justice and democracy finally prevail. There we go. Why, why are you acting like I'm communism? Why am I not the enemy here? <laughs> You're the red curtain, Adam. How is it? How is it not democracy if I win? <laughs> because there's been all sorts of chicanery all week. All week, people switching anything. votes, voting I for time. I didn't do anything. I lost like three votes in the last two days. They're just <laughs> ballots are just going missing. That's true. <laughs> Mysterious 2 a.m. votes just coming in. Yeah, just out of the blue. So it's it's nice that finally someone decided to do the right thing on this podcast. I was prepared to go neck and neck with Adam in a game of Cinephile. I was ready to, you know, well, let God thing, decide. Though, but wouldn't have God well wouldn't have decided go. you would have lost. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I was ready. I was ready to to, to unseath my, my unseath. Is that the verb? My sword? Take it out of Un- the seat. Unsheath? Unsheath. That's Sheath? what it is. I've never do a Ren fair. I'm like, you fucking nerds. Okay. I-, I was ready to unsheath my sword and and die on the battlefield for this cause, okay? But Which you would have. Thank God. We didn't have to go. <laughs> Died on way. the battlefield, that is. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the integrity demanded it. The integrity of the vote demanded it. It's about time this 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 Discord had some integrity. Is that what you're, I think you're time. right though? It's I think about you're time. about right with that. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to the team of Tom Hanks, Tom Holland, Tom Brady, and Tommy Pickles uh, for your triumphant victory for Team Nico in the Tom draft. Feels good. Victory tastes good. No, I do want to put out there that demo- democracy is not always a good thing. 
uh, <laughs> recently there was a vote in uh, I don't remember what town it was, but there uh, apparently every year they have the the children of the district draw the I voted sticker mm. and they let the citizens vote on which I voted sticker they'll use that year. Mm. And this year, the one that won is a uh, just absolutely horrific monster nightmare fuel drawing i will find an article and post it in the discord right now <laughs> oh i'm excited uh, I'll, I'll, I'll find and, one right now yeah. but they they're they're rolling with it they they have to respect oh, the yeah. results of the vote yep okay as were you were Ulster, gonna say like ulster county uh, new york oh okay okay i thought you were gonna say like that it the, the, they let these little kids vote and they chose a like a confederate flag for the background or something like that <laughs> or a swastika we, we no. like how it twists and turns <laughs> it just goes this way and this, this way, way and then that way <laughs> one of the great kirby enthusiasm episodes ever that, is the sh- that episode's the <laughs> shit i I'm, I'm gonna post it right now uh in the uh why is this a thing? Uh, Discord. So you guys okay. can check it out. And those of you listening can check it out as well. Oh, this is big. Fun. It's just, it's wonderful. Uh, all, right. all right. So uh, uh, let's let's take a look at this sticker real quick. Oh, no. <laughs> this is. Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, whoa, whoa. Oh my god. It's the oh thing. My god. Oh my, it's worse. It's worse. What Look the, at the fuck teeth. is that? Look at the multicolored teeth. Why would you vote for this? It's 94% of the vote. Not even close. It like, not only won, it demolished everything else. You can see fucking the results. Of the what the, what the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> like, this is like a Dark Souls boss. This is ridiculous. What the fuck is? <laughs> I love it fu- though. What the fuck is this? <laughs> no, but I'm looking at all the other stickers, and they're all like pretty neat, sort of you know, well designed. You know, clearly some of these kids want to go to college for graphic design, and it's all cute and whatever. And then you get to the final option, and it just it sticks out like a sore thumb. You have to vote for it. <laughs> That's now it appears that there may funny. have been I don't um, know the Snyder heads if you will may have you know uh infiltrated this vote in some way. Oh <laughs> just like, God, just like put out there by how much this thing demolished 200,000 or 208,000 of the 222,000 total votes for for this one sticker. <laughs> it's something oh tells God. me these are not all residents of the town. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Poor little Phoebe Stewart from Marvel Town, 13 years old, got nothing. And this fucking kid (laughs) draws, oh my god. No, this will be a very valuable lesson for the rest of these kids. Yes, Phoebe, you need to learn the, you know, the harsh reality of defeat. And how, you know, if you're planning on going into the arts in some way, which it seems like that's what you want your future to be. Just understand that it's the Thor love and thunders of the world that will ultimately reign supreme. You know, art is about standing out amongst the rest. Exactly. You know, if you I gotta mean, think outside the box. This is a lesson in populism, <laughs> right, young uh, lady? I, I am being completely honest with you. Um, I w- would love to use this design sometime uh, later in one of my horror movies. This is actually really good nightmare fuel. Some pretty good key I, art. I th- 
I might, yeah, I might go with this. I, it's like, I like, like if Stan Winston were still, still alive, it'd be like, I want you to make a realistic version of this shit. Oh my God. That's great. That is great. Yeah, that is tremendous. Um, yeah, check out the Discord if you want to see this uh, photo. Okay, uh, wet month, right? Any, anything else we have to we have to get to here before uh, we get things going? No, I had my deck of cards ready. I'm bummed I don't get to play you in Cinephile Adam. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should play at the end just for for. You show. want to play at the end J- just for yeah. for hahas, so you can yeah. get a, a potential double win today. Two Ws. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. maybe I win yeah, Drew I Carey him. and I and I go for the the triple crown. A triple! Wow! Ooh. wow. All right, all right. Yeah. He's gambling. He's, he's gambling again. He's doing it. You know, he's already he's already won, and now he's <laughs> betting true. it all. He can't, he can't stop. <laughs> he can't stop now. He's on a roll. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, wet month. We are. Going back into the water, gentlemen, for another wet movie. Uh, this one called Revenge of the Creature from 1956. A sequel to 1955's... Or no, I'm sorry, 1954 is when this movie's from, right? Revenge of the Creature is 55. Got it. Sorry. And the other one is from 54. I wasn't around then. 1955's Revenge of the Creature, a sequel to 1954's Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, this was a movie that Mystery Science Theater 3000 did a riff tracks of uh, back in the 90s. Uh, we we generally try to stray away from Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies. Uh, we've done a couple yeah. of them. We just did uh, Santa Claus versus the Martians uh, for uh, for the, the the holiday spectacular back in December. They pop up on occasion. On occasion, sure. in our in our uh, can't really help it lineup. You know, I think we've talked about this in the past. Like, there isn't another show that is more influential on why is this a thing than that show. However, I don't think any of us have ever been fans or watched a single episode of that show. Zach watched a lot, uh, yes, and I've yeah. I've seen I've seen a handful of episodes. Okay, yeah, I've seen many a clips, enough clips to to. You know, for, for the amount of time I've, I've spent watching clips has probably totaled a few episodes, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't like committed to like one, you know, singular episode. Yeah. So it, it's kind of weird. Like there's this thing that is clearly a, a precursor to this podcast. And, you know, the the whole culture around enjoying bad movies begins with Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, but I don't think we really like to model ourselves after that show's sense of humor. Maybe like when we were starting out back in 2015. Uh, Maybe. That I, I was consi- sort I, of I a vision that we had for the podcast. But I consider us like a like a, a second cousin to that show. Totally. Uh, but definitely not like a sibling. Right. Yeah, I don't think I, I, our sense of humor is very different. And certainly the way we comment on movies is very different. Even the way we're talking about it right now doesn't quite sound like mystery science theater the question is who's better us or mystery science theater it's a good question well, that's not really a question it's not really a question <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um well we're not generally ironic enjoyers of movies um we don't generally enjoy laughing at bad movies and mocking people that are incompetent at what they do um i think in general, we tend to um, gravitate towards "quote unquote" weird movies or movies that are kind of, you know, in a very specific voice, not necessarily bad. Or we gravitate towards 
vanity projects, like big mm. budget studio failures that you know reflect negatively not just on the people making the movie but the industry at large. And I think maybe that's what it is. You know, a lot of these mystery science theater movies, uh, you know, are just openly mocking amateur directors. Uh, you know, people like Ed Wood. Um, who, you know, worked in the industry and had a very successful career, but I mean, clearly did not know how to make a movie. And it feels like laughing at that guy uh, is, you know, having a laugh at someone's someone's expense and it kind of feels like bullying. Or it's kind of an exercise in futility because, you know, everyone knows the name Ed Wood and no one knows who we are. And I think like it's, it's much uh, funnier and more rewarding to pick on the studio system. To pick on yeah. the people that have a lot of money and have a lot of talent and decide to do garbage anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I think our goal is also a little bit more unachievable. Mm, certainly. You know, like we're always chasing that white whale. Yeah. Oh, I see. And I, see. I don't know if we've ever really found just what we're looking for. We've gotten pretty close a couple of times, I think. But more Jeez, often than not, good... more often than not, we don't actually achieve our goal and I, I i don't attribute that to us failing i attribute it to the goal being very lofty <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> you mean the central question of why is this a thing is that what you're yeah, talking about the thesis and the type of movie we're looking for i mean you have these movies like the room that are like these weird anomalies the neil breens of it all and occasionally yeah, we, we 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 talk about those but a lot of times those those things are few and far between really yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, I, and it's also I feel like our, you know, as we, you know, as as movie viewers, our feelings on this stuff changes a lot over the years too. So mm-hmm. you know, the question of why is this a thing is also going to change. So that white whale goes further and further away, and so on and so forth. Which, which is why, like you know, it's more of like a time and a place thing. Like you know, I'm I'm sure if we went back to a few other movies, we would probably respond very differently. I mean, frankly, I you know, off air, I was talking about. John Waters and Pink Flamingos. And I think if we went back to Pink Flaming- Flamingos now, it wouldn't be the same response at all. It'd be a little more, you know, careful and measured than just reactive, like, Adam, what the fuck did you just show us? Um, <laughs> no. So, yeah, yeah. Hard disagree. I don't know. I'm not sure hard about that. Yeah. that. With one, all the but... shit that we've, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I kind of disagree. It's not, but what happens is that you discover the, 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 the sort of unexpected ones, you know, like the counselor is a great example of us getting as close as we possibly could. I think that's about as close as, as we've gotten. Yeah. It's that. And honestly, the book of Henry was very fucking close. Totally. That movie was was something else. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny how, uh, your, your sensibilities as a, as a film watcher evolve. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we started doing this podcast when, uh, you know, 2015, I was 20. I was turning 21. And listen, as someone that has been a fan of movies since I was like 10 and that, you know, had watched most of the movies on the AFI Top 100 list by the time I was in the 10th grade, like, I I definitely thought by age 21, I had a firm grasp of my taste. Like I, I and I knew that like I just knew and I was very sure of myself like these are the things that I like these are the things that I don't like these are the unbreakable sins of of filmmaking that uh, you know if you commit one of these sins I'm just going to reject your your uh, your movie right off the bat and uh, it's crazy in the seven years we've been doing this podcast like how wrong I was like I, I just because you assume because you like look at the older people in your life and you look at the things that they value and 
you hear how they talk about things and the assuredness at, in which they, they speak about things. And um, you assume that as you get older, you're more stuck in your ways. And you assume that like you, you, you know, you're a lot harsher on the things that you don't like and you're a lot more friendly towards the things that you do like. I find it's been completely opposite. Like when I was 12 <laughs> years old, I fucking knew exactly what was good, exactly what was bad, and there was no nuance, no gray gray area in between. And I I do feel like Adam, you're 100% right. I have become way more measured even in the span of this podcast, you know. Well, I mean, I think yeah. that uh, I would owe a lot of that to what we've been doing for these past 7 years because most people don't go out of their way to watch some of the worst movies and the biggest failures in cinema that's not a thing that people do and it is a different approach at learning what the definition of good is Mm -hmm. right so we've talked about this before on the show but it you know you can watch the best movies ever made and you can learn a lot about what makes a good movie but you're missing half of the equation yeah no for sure and like you have these preconceptions too of what you think cinema is supposed to be. And usually they're rooted in what you watch as a child. And a lot mm-hmm. of people, I, most people I would say, by the, turn, the, by the time they turn 18, like their interest in pop culture ends basically. You know? Like, and, and they're continually chasing that high. And that's what nostalgia is. And I know like we're all victims of nostalgia and I enjoy the things that I watch as a kid now as, just as most people do. But um, yeah, I, I, I felt like as I've gotten older, I, I've... I've actually gained a fonder appreciation for for some of that stuff that's in the middle that I would have dismissed offhandedly, I think, as a kid or even when I was 21. Um, And you can go back and listen. I mean, I don't recommend going back and listening to earlier episodes of this (laughs) podcast, but I mean, you'll hear my reactions about things and they will usually be in the category of this is total shit, not even worth talking about, or this is great. (laughs) and i don't know like i i don't understand it are we unique i don't think we're unique in that way because i think like most people my age entering their late 20s now are are a little more measured in their response to things they're a little more nuanced and i'm not sure where that misconception comes that like you know crotchety old men you know believe what they believe and cannot be swayed one way or the other does this go back to what we were talking about at Two Cents the other day where you think that you're suddenly aging and you think you're an old man? Is this... What are you talking about? You're not, like... You can't oh, I compare, just haven't hit the age yet? You can't compare your uh, opinions so you, at 27 to what you're going to feel at 65. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, but I just feel like I'm doing it in reverse, you know? Like, I think I... You know in, you're in, in that... What? Well, how do you know you're doing it in reverse? You're only 26. No, I don't, but, like, I... Maybe it's a bell curve. I've said this before on the show. Yeah. I was more mature when I was 16 than I am now. I was more... I don't uh, know if that's true. I was more not true. self-assured at 16 than I am sure, now. Sure, maybe. You Doesn't know? mean you were more mature. Well, I certainly... I felt more mature. Maybe that's a way of putting it. Ah, I felt it was more the illusion of maturity. That's the yeah, key. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of 16-year-olds think like, oh, I'm not that much different from you adults. Right. Stop Listen, treating me like shit. The younger you are... <laughs> It the younger you are, the more uh, mature you think you are, and probably the more uh, likely you are to pee your pants, right? And I would <laughs> say it must true. be a bell curve. <laughs> I imagine it goes the same way at the end of your life. Ah, yeah, I would. I would. I feel so, like yeah. as you are slowly slipping into the 
uh, uh, what senality, senile, becoming senile, senile. Sure, yeah. Oh, I see. Right. Uh, you probably are rejecting the concept that you were going senile. I see. Right. I see. While you're peeing your pants. <laughs> so. That's, yeah, that's I the just think kind of yeah. It it's it's the idea of like the more you know, the 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 less you know. That's a the wrong way of putting it, but like the more you know, the more you realize that you don't know shit. Right. Sure. Yeah, that's sure, what sure, it sure, is. Yeah. That's yeah. the old idiom. <laughs> I like, get yeah, it, the, the the more confused you are, the less confused you think you are, and the more you know, <laughs> the more confused you realize you actually are. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And that's why like adulthood is just constant confusion all the time. That's true. Yeah. That's true in a way. But I like it. I think it's cool. It's the yeah. best. Yeah. I'm not into yeah. it. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> There's so much to discover. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not into it. Once you have a shower <laughs> beer, once you have a shower beer, you'll be like, you know, being an adult's pretty great. That's that's what's gonna get you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this movie, Nick, this was your selection. Why did you pick it? Uh, well, I mean, firstly, the other movie I had selected, I was interested in talking about. But at the end of the day, it was a slasher film. B, not even a good slasher film. Right. Like just. It was it was it was made to be what it is. And I don't know how much conversation there would have been. I think I certainly would have been afraid to go down a water slide for the rest of my life. But uh Right. I did want to like keep looking, and I came across this. I never realized they made a sequel to The Creature of the Black Lagoon, <laughs> and I noticed a few things right away when I was doing some research about it. Uh, obviously, Mr. Th- Mystery Science Theater 3000, uh, the fact that it was made one year after the original, which was not that strange for the time, but still a little bit of a red flag. If you, yeah, I if mean... If you ask me... Yeah. If, if you ask me... As someone who's a massive fan of that original movie, uh, you can tell they <laughs> rushed this thing out in a year. Yeah, frankly, right. And uh, not unusual, though, as you said. I mean, Jack Arnold, the director of this movie, and the director of a lot of other uh, creature features from the fifties for Universal, um, I think, made four movies in the year nineteen fifty-five. So, right. Not only yeah. was it straight after the original, but he was also in the process of doing other things. But that's also that's yeah. how movies were to a degree back then. But yeah. uh, it also just the reviews in general were not uh, not horrendously, you know, it wasn't a, a hated film, but it certainly was not beloved, uh, especially in comparison to the original. So I figured it'd be worth worth chatting about. And we haven't done an old movie like this in a while. How many right. of us, I, aside from me, have seen the old movie or the original? The Black Lagoon? Um, yeah. Have you seen it? I've not. I, I I haven't. No, and that's actually one that uh, yeah. I've been thinking about watching for a while. Uh, I will say this movie, as well as the Creature from the Black Lagoon, is uh, they're all available on archive.org, the Internet Archive. Yeah. Great, uh, they are really good. Open source. Yeah. They are free to watch. Uh, so there's a lot of old great movies there. So, uh, Creature from Black Lagoon from 1994. Let's just set this up a little bit here. Uh, this guy... Not 54. 1994. 54. 54. 54. 54. 54. Come on, dude. Correcting the record. Uh, <laughs> William... <laughs> William Allen. William Allen creates this franchise. Uh, he was a member of Orson Welles' Mercury Theater Troupe. 
the theater troupe that, of course, made Citizen Kane and worked with Orson Welles on a number of his other uh, uh, theatrical uh, movies. Um, uh, heard a story when he was a producer for Universal in the 50s from an Amazonian fisherman about a creature reported to have uh, come out of the Amazon River and snatched a young woman and, and uh, taken her away. Uh, and it was like a, a piece of folklore that uh, William Allen thought was super interesting. So we developed this idea, the creature from the Black Lagoon. And what's the pitch in 1954? Well, it's... Basically, King Kong with a fish. That's basically the the whole thing. And watching this movie, I haven't seen the original, but watching Return or Revenge of the the Black Lagoon Monster. What what's the movie called? Revenge of the Creature. Uh, awful Revenge title. Of the creature, yeah. Revenge of the Creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this one is explicitly King Kong. Yeah, <laughs> like talk about <laughs> factory, just like rehashing the same material. Um, they capture him. They test him. He breaks out, steals the girl. They 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 yeah. uh, make him into a, a sideshow, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. N- no. In in that respect, um, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the original. Yeah, you can draw the King Kong comparisons because he sees a, a woman and he's he's pretty smitten over this woman, this fish man. Um, but like the movie plays more like Anaconda. Like it's more of like a traditional like like horror like don't look under the water or he'll get you kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's no sympathy for the the creature as as there sometimes mm-hmm. is for King Kong. It's a right, little right. bit different. Uh, and yeah, there's no the, the but the other difference is that like the setting in the original creature from Black Lagoon is far more like compelling and interesting because it takes place in a fucking jungle, uh, not in a fish tank. It's like the Finding Nemo versus Finding Dory comparison that we're brushing up against now. Mm. Uh, and, and and yeah, I mean the the, the first movie is actually really fun. I, I I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, this was I you know I didn't hate it either. But like like who cares? <laughs> yeah, like who gives well, a shit? See, but it, it's interesting because now we can take this to the other extreme, right? Where so there's no sympathy for the monster in the original. Yeah, some sympathy, not so good. Shape of Water, love that yep. movie. Yeah, right. How yeah, do you too. not talk about Shape of Water when you talk about this movie, right? So. Sure. Okay, so let, let's so let's actually put this into more pers- uh, perspective here. So, uh, the fifties is the height of three D movies. That's when the three D gimmick yep. really becomes uh, big. And like you have movies in the fifties, not only like creature features and horror things. You have movies like Alfred Hitchcock's Dial M for Murder, which does not need to be shot in three D, but they make it in three D just as an advertising gimmick. Uh, you had a similar thing after Avatar with the real D three D. Um, yeah, where right. just like it felt like every screening was in 3D and like it was impossible to get a standard showing. We've kind of come to the end of that um, trend, I would say. But the 50s, it, it was called the 3D Golden Age. Um, so the original <laughs> Black Lagoon comes out in 3D. Uh, then this movie comes out in 3D as well. But it's right at the tail end of the Universal Monster craze, right? So you have the Mummy movies, you have Frankenstein, you have Dracula. Um, you have a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? Um, the Wolfman. You have the Wolfman. Uh, you know, all massive hits, all spawned numerous franchises. And this one kind of comes five to ten years too late. Does okay at the box office, but by the third installment of this franchise in 1956, uh, audiences are, are done with it. So the franchise kind of gets shelved. 
Um, and for years, you hear about attempts at rebooting this franchise. Uh, for a while there, John Carpenter was attached to a, uh, a Creature from the Black Lagoon remake. Uh, Ivan Reitman had a take on it, I think, in the mid-90s. Uh, and then, of course, Guillermo del Toro in the early 2000s is attached to a remake, and that eventually becomes Shape of Water, which is not an explicit continuation of the franchise, but uh, is a, uh, I would say, a more explicitly romantic take on what was always a sort of an implied romantic saga. Um, and and uh, I think in that way has way more in common with King Kong than even Creature from the Black Lagoon does. I think that's, that's, that's accurate because that first movie has n- like n- there's nothing pleasant about the relationship between the woman <laughs> and the creature. <laughs> right. She wants to get the fuck away from that thing I, <laughs> immediately. I, I do- I do also just want to state again, for the record, I do unironically love The Shape of Water. I really like it. So I like movie. it too. So does the Academy. I, yeah, I, mean, I know you so don't. Does everybody, you're in Nico. People, you're in the minority on that opinion, yeah, yeah. I would say. You and the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Oh, what I'm have sorry, they yeah. ever been Almost, wrong about anything? They're into yeah. fish sex. Yeah, <laughs> they're in, those old fucks are into fish sex. <laughs> so... You know, nothing ever uh, sort of sort of came of of Creature from the Black Lagoon except for Shape of Water, which is a movie that's sort of a shame to admit it's a remake of Creature from the Black Lagoon. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think Guillermo said he saw a screening as a child and, you know, just the image of the fish man carrying this beautiful woman out to sea was enough to sort of get the ball rolling on this idea. Uh, and even when uh, Universal decided to do that stupid dark universe a few years ago, and they started with the, the Tom Cruise mummy movie, which we covered on this podcast. Um, you know, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon was kind of an afterthought. You know, they introduced Russell Crowe as uh, Dr. Jekyll, and he was kind of the Nick Fury of the universe, and Javier <laughs> Bardem was going to play Frankenstein. Remember all this? Like, Johnny Depp was going to be the Wolfman. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, Remember yeah. that? And, and like, they set yeah. up this whole, like, cinematic universe... It's starting with Tom Cruise's The Mummy in 2017. And, yeah, I have, um, I have a list here. I have a oh, yeah, go great. ahead. Re- read me the cast. Well, no, no, it's not the cast, but released films, The Mummy, The Invisible Man. Right. Upcoming films, and then this list just Yeah, goes. but see, are these all going to happen? Wait, or, the, yeah, I feel like these were all shelved. So, Bride the of Frankenstein. The Invisible Man? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. The Invisible right. Man that came out, that's part of the Dark Universe? Correct. Apparently. That was what? unclear to me, by the way. That so, is not part of the dark. U- what the fuck? So they were going to start the dark universe with Cruz. Cruz was going to be the, the linchpin. And that movie was fucking balls. It was so bad. <laughs> and so they're like, this is not even worth trying. We're not going to, you know, make like, uh, you know, a Guardians of the Galaxy in the dark universe. Like, we're not going to go that far. Like, we're just I will say, though, you'd, here. you'd be surprised at how few of these say shelved because one of them does. So, OK, the Bride but, of Frankenstein says shelved. The rest, I don't think any of the other ones say shelved. They just but, say right. in development. Yeah, but that's when Jason Blum came in and was like, guys, I'll fix this for you. Like Hollywood fixer Jason Blum was like, we're going to we're not doing Marvel. We're not going to do the MCU thing with the fucking mm. the universal monsters. Like we'll make these standalone. We'll make them R rated, you know, kind of play around in genre. Like so that that's what Invisible Man is about. OK, it, it's it's what came of the. Yeah, that's what you should do. with it. Yeah, for God's sake. Correct. <laughs> so, OK, give me the list. What, what do we got? 
Yeah, so Bride of Frankenstein, Dark Army, Renfield, The Invisible Woman, <laughs> Monster Mash. <laughs> oh my god. Frankenstein. Based on the song? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> Literally Monsters, based on the song. Creature from the Black Lagoon, there it is. Van Helsing, mm-hmm. Wolfman, Dracula, Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback of Notre Dame, wow. The Invisible Man 2, oh my and The Scorpion the King. Oh the goodness. Scorpion King? Yes. What? We're running With the that rock? back? <laughs> From back in like 2004? Right. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> wow. But this is one thing that's interesting about the creature from the Black Lagoon, right? Because a lot of these famous creature feature monsters like Dracula, Wolfman, etc., um, They've all had many, many, many movies over the years, many remakes. And you're right, this one really has not, but it has stuck around in the cultural zeitgeist. Right, yeah, it's it's kind of the oh. redheaded stepchild of this whole universe. I mean, uh, you have, I guess, uh, uh, the creature showed up in an episode of Abbott and Costello, uh, one of their TV oh, yeah. shows or something, like... But that that was it. Like all these other uh, creatures, they faced off against each other. You had Dracula versus Frankenstein, Frankenstein mm-hmm. versus the Wolfman. You had all these crossovers and multiple spinoffs and sequels and prequels. And there have been dark, gritty reboots of all these franchises. And yeah, it, there's not even been a, a, a creature from the Black Lagoon TV show. You know, like yeah. that's it's really just confined to the 50s. But for some reason, it, the cultural memory has lived on. I don't know. It's interesting. It's kind of weird that they haven't done a new one. Well, people like that that Gilman. I love that Gilman. It's a compelling monster. Um, but they have done uh, an Avengers-style team-up. There is a movie out there that exists with an Avengers-style team-up of, of all these monsters, and it's called Monster Squad. And oh. uh, pretty, pretty, <laughs> <laughs> a pretty uh, beloved movie. At least, like, nostalgically speaking, anyway. I'm not sure how good it is if we were to, like, rewatch it. But, yeah, that's one that features all those characters pretty prominently, including the Gill Man. Oh, we got to check that out. File that away for the spooktacular. I think it was directed by the guy who wrote The Predator along with Shane Black, Fred Decker. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no, hey, my guy, Shane Black has a screenwriting credit. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh my wow. god! Wow. Well, we got to do it now. Fred Decker directs. Yeah, there we go. Also did RoboCop three, which is terrible. What's it called again? <laughs> the Monster What? The Monster Squad. Monster from 1987. Squad. Monster Squad. Yeah. File that Look away. Put that, that on the list. That might not be bad. Right. Monster Squad. Yeah. yeah, last I heard, Scarlett Johansson and, and Chris Evans were uh, circling a version of this movie. Yeah, uh, we'll see show. what comes of that. I, like, I, I'm also not interested in that version. You know, like, I'm what, not interested oh, in Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, like the idea of like big movie stars doing the fucking Black Lagoon no. reboot. You know. No. Well, that's the thing. Like, what do you, who do you get to, to, to redo something like this? I, I think you'd have to make it a pretty, like, hard R horror film, frankly. I'd love to see that, but I don't know. I guess maybe Jason Blum, I suppose. I would really but. rather them start, when they want to reboot things like this, I would really rather them get big name directors and let them pick, like, nobody actors who they can actually work with. Mm. Not, like, mm. shitty nobody actors, but, like, up and coming people that 
I'd rather them sell the director than the actors. I guess that's kind of my point. Yeah, as much as I don't like Shape of Water, though, like I, I still feel like I, I'd prefer that take on these yeah. movies. Like I'd, I'd much rather have a movie that's sort of adjacent to the original source material and that kind of plays around with the iconography without explicitly being a piece of franchise building IP. You know, I see. Like I, I'd, 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 I'd like the idea that you know, the creature of Gilman himself is sort of embedded in Guillermo del Toro's psyche, and he has to sort of yeah. write a love story to justify that, as opposed that's to funny. you know, this is a character that's going to show up in five additional sequels and eventually is going to fight with you know the Invisible Man, and Elizabeth Moss oh, is going to be there to watch it. Well, I like the idea of what he does in Shape of Water because it, then then it becomes its own artistic expression when it's just something embedded in his DNA. I'm just saying if they were to do like a a, 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 a re, like say they did a remake and then they never did any other movie, it's just they then they title it Black Lagoon or something, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you get Guillermo mm-hmm. is the thing. I don't know because yeah. he loves he's a little too romantic. Totally, a little too romantic. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of my problem with that movie. <laughs> like it just it's not. Well, it's not like campy enough, almost. Like it's not <laughs> like, like we're. You mean it takes it too seriously? Yeah, I mean, doesn't it? What's wrong with sincerity? Haven't you been wanting sincerity, Nico? Yeah, but like, <laughs> does anyone sincerely want to fuck a fish? Yeah, I'm no. sure there are. No. Like you know, eight but they want to buy. <laughs> they doesn't mean they don't want to buy that relationship in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't get it. Um, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm cool. I'm cool with like Ansel Elgort doing a reboot. You know, like I don't I don't need the A list stars. Like you can go to B or C list, like you know. I want the that guy, right? You go, Oh yeah, look at him. <laughs> that He's guy there. Ooh, the that guy. You know? That guy. It's always good. Yeah. Put Tom Hardy in the Gilman costume. That's what we what's, yeah, what's, that's, the, what's the guy there who plays you like... go. That's what we don't need. You know what I mean? Like that's the <laughs> yeah, version I have Tom no Hardy in the Gilman guy. <laughs> I was gonna say like um Who's the actor who plays the uh, the sort of copper government agent in Shape of Water? Uh, Michael Shannon. Oh, Michael Shannon. Yeah, like just like that's perfect, right? Right. In terms of casting, that movie is like that's what I want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Who made? Who's the guy who made Invisible Man? Because maybe he could do it. I guess. Uh, Lee Winnell, I believe his name is. Lee Winnell. Did you just yeah. Pull Lee that out of ass. No, that's who it is. I, that is I who think it I is. Just How did, do you guys Nick? just know that? Who the fuck even yeah. is that? Because <laughs> I have no life. What do you mean? He also N- made a movie maybe... called Upgrade from 2018. Mm. Why do you know these things? The movie called Sometimes Upgrade. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, you guys are really movie knowledge. Yeah, yeah cool, cool. What he also the fuck is this? And directed Piece Insidious Three. What is it? Which is good. Insidious Three. Wow. Yeah, and he, what is he this wrote trivia? the first. What is wrong he wrote with you the people? first saw, he he wrote the first saw with James Wan and he stars in it actually alongside uh Carrie Elwes. Um I, I think James Wan could make a good version of this. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. Perhaps. I'm I'm down yeah. for that. Yeah, James Wan, Fishman, Aquaman. There you go. He already has. <laughs> Man, a, a, by the way, another wet movie that I wish we had more time for this month. Maybe next there wet month. Yeah, why don't you have a problem with uh people wanting to fuck Aquaman? It's true. Is he not a fishman? Yeah, I Jason mean, Momoa, he, huh? Yeah, I, I, when he when he comes to surface, though, I mean, he at least has the legs. It's true. Does he have the mm. the, the merman bottom in that movie? I've never seen it. He might have a fish he, dick. We can't confirm. 
He might also have gills, Nico. Have you ever seen? There's there's another thing about uh um uh, the boys, which they unpack very well, is that these <laughs> fishmen have gills, and they're you don't want to touch those gills. <laughs> in in uh, this is DC Universe canon here, right? Watching the show Peacemaker with John Cena, as recommended by Rob, <laughs> he does. John Cena's character does say like Aquaman, he fucks fish, and they're like, "What, really?" He's like, "Yeah, definitely." <laughs> Because <laughs> he just hates all of the famous superheroes, so he just makes up rumors about them. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see that show still. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, um, what does a what does the creature from the Black Lagoon do? Like, what's like dra- his, like drag people under? Yeah. Like, I like his costume. I think it's actually a very impressive costume for the fifties. I think I was expecting something a little more corny, and uh, like, I I bought it. I, I, I bought it for the time, you know, it's especially not like those... it's in the water. Like, I want to just like oh, emphasize yeah. this costume is underwater. Yeah, there it. I think they build a lot in of mobility oxygen too, yeah. tanks like it, to allow the guy to breathe. Like whoever the actor is, I mean, like he's he's pretty good at swimming like a gill man would swim. Like it, it doesn't look like a person swimming with flippers, you know, like it actually looks like a, a creature. I, I get it. But like. What's scary about him? It's just that he drowns you. Is, is it? Just, is it his claws? Like what, I think what he's strong. I think he's stronger than an average man. For one okay. thing, he's way stronger. Way evident stronger. by the fact that he can like flip a car with total ease. Right. That's yeah. that. And he, he yeah, would, I think he he can wring your neck, drag you underwater, drown you, claw he you, bites you, he claws you to death. Yeah, he he'll you know it's the idea of this this creature dragging you into. Uh, uh, you know, s- s- an area you know that's unfamiliar to you. Like you know, it's like a shark pulling you into you know, uh, you know, the, the down below, and you can't see. Yeah, the, the, but a the, shark the... bites though; it's bloody. Well, it's so like... does the the gillman can bite, and then he can you know claw you to death. Does gillman well. eat you though? Does he like eat people? It doesn't like it's never really clear to me why I'm supposed to be scared of. I mean, this is not a very good movie. Let's be clear; it's actually a very bad movie. <laughs> but like one thing that this movie doesn't get. And that Hollywood really doesn't get until 1975 when Jaws comes out is that the creature is much scarier when you don't show it. Uh, and it, mm. it just felt like I saw a lot of this costume because they thought the costume looked cool. And, yeah, uh, you know, like even at the beginning of this movie, they just show Gilman swimming around and it's like, there he is. And, you know, he yeah. might get you. But like, it's never really clear what get you means. You know, it's like when my parents would I mean, tell me a scary story, the boogeyman's going to get you. Well, and then what? Let's be a little more specific, <laughs> Mom and Dad. There is well, a scene in this film. Well, there is a scene in this film though where there's like a pelican or something on a log, and then all of a sudden he reaches up, grabs it, and yanks it underwater. That works, right? Yeah, like, that's that pretty moment creepy. works. Yeah, it's creepier when you don't know what he does to you, Nico. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, but like I. The the um, the you want to see blood in the water. You want to see blood in the water. I mean, the confrontations that we see in this movie between men and Gilman are lame. I mean, it just involves like Gilman throwing them, pushing them off of balconies and into the water, and just sort of pushing. Well, the scenes where he's where he's thrashing them around in the water are actually pretty like like pretty tense to me i mean they're, they're much better for me at least in the original but even in this when he pulls people under and the way he like violently like breaks their necks i don't know i'd be scared of that thing <laughs> and more so than the blood in the water too i think what i would be looking for is i mean when you see somebody above water and they just get dragged under and they don't come back like that's yeah. scary yes it is uh maybe yeah the, I, I don't know if this movie is particularly scary 
the movie, no. not the creature. You can argue the creature is scary or not, but the movie itself, the way it's shot, not very scary. But I will say for 1955, those underwater shots are really tremendous. Yeah, they do a yeah. lot of the actual stunt work under the water, and that is that's something that's you know sadly lacking from the modern Hollywood landscape is just the idea. Yeah. Of, I don't know what James Cameron is planning on doing for the new Avatar, but I imagine you know most of it is in front of a green screen. You know, I'd I don't, imagine there's no water in that movie. No action. Think about that. It's called the what way of water. The, what, probably what do you get in the submarine? For? No Wait actual water. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did he spend four years in a submarine or whatever he did? Research, I think. Oh yeah, just research. For the movie. Yeah, just getting. He was getting reference footage for fuck's sake. That's what he was doing. He's I don't not know. actually using actually any of that footage. I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you. What if he was just filming yeah. and he's just that's that's his background? Uh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. What is it with Cameron and water? I just don't. I don't understand. He's done a lot of water movies. He, he did loves. the Abyss. I always forget about the Abyss, but yeah, he, he did Piranha he, too. Yeah. He did Titanic. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah. that one? <laughs> the one with true. all the water? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a wet movie. <laughs> That's pretty, yeah. In more ways than one, that, that Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to... <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to sit outside my parents' room while they watched movies with the door cracked open because I was supposed to be in bed and uh, I saw Titanic mm. <laughs> And I saw that scene where the she's like, scene. yeah, yeah. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> I was like nine <laughs> years old. It's like, whoa. Kate. Oh, Nick. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Might have been the first boobs I ever saw in a movie. I, I think, think so. Might have actually have been mine as well. Honestly. So. Yeah. It was either that or Caddyshack. I saw Caddyshack, I think, before. Yeah, maybe it was Caddyshack. There's boobs in Caddyshack? Titanic or Caddyshack. Yeah. Yeah, you know the scene where it, like like the lead is like like hooking up with the girl, and then the guy comes in with a golf club and tries to kill him. He's like kissing her tits. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I but don't know what that, the fuck that, you're talking about. I mean, to well, be Chevy Chase in 1980, though, apparently. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that happens in the movie, dude. Come on. Uh, okay. It's good. It's a good scene. Uh, yeah, I I don't. Uh, all right. I believe you, but. Uh, don't remember. You need to uh, watch it, I guess. I guess. They didn't make much of an impression on you. Not I like Kate. No. <laughs> no. No. I mean, what? that. <laughs> 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 oh, God. We're, we're such dudes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, speaking of uh, mild sexism, this movie, there are multiple oh, yeah. scenes. So, the, uh, the, the main uh, gal in this picture is a, a woman I was not familiar with, but her name is Lori Nelson, who I guess had a, a number of credits in the 50s in these creature features and B-movies. Uh, Lori Nelson, oh, just died two years ago. Oh. Just died, yeah. August 23rd, 2020. We share oh. a birthday. Wow. wow. Me and Lori Nelson. Oh. Look at that. August 15th, 1933. Uh, I so, didn't know you were that old. <laughs> He's been don't telling joke, himself jokes about these things. Okay, don't <laughs> joke about these things. He's been having an existential crisis about his age all weekend. <laughs> really, I know. It's I've really heard all about three it. different podcasts. It's really been rough. 
I listened to the last podcast. I'm like, there he goes again. It's just like, you shouldn't have watched Cha-Cha Real Smooth, dude. You really shouldn't have watched Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Is that what started this all? I th- I honestly think it was. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was. was a big problem. <laughs> big mistake, dude. I watched it at one in the morning and I just it was sobbing uncontrollably. I had to watch it Jesus again. Jesus Christ. Oh, My brother man. ran into Dakota Johnson today. I heard. At a bakery in Manhattan. That's on so the Upper nice. East Side. That is amazing. And my brother didn't wow. know who she was, but his girlfriend did know who she was. So, like, I guess his girlfriend kind of, like, gave her a look, like, hey, I know you. And Dakota Johnson winked at her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I just, I pictured that in my head, and I just melted. I actually <laughs> That's fainted. That's too cool. Thinking that about is that. too cool. You imagine just oh walking by Dakota Johnson, and she winks at you. Uh, we'd have to take it to the emergency room, I think. <laughs> Clean up on aisle three, you know? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. What if she didn't actually recognize her and it was just a misunderstanding and then just this random woman just winks at you, though? Like, if she looks like Dakota Johnson, you can wink at me as much as you want. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I would point. find it a little creepy if just some random person winked at me. <laughs> no, that is a person, though. Like, I feel like if you passed her on the street, she just carries herself like a movie star. Even if you don't like know who she is. Like that's a person, the way that she talks, the way that she kind of like tilts her head when she listens to you. Like there's something about it where it's like you don't belong in this room right now. <laughs> you do not belong in this bakery getting a muffin on a Sunday morning. <laughs> you've never, you, Nico, you've never bumped into her at a bakery yet. You can't pass this. I know, this. but I'm going to start going to this bakery now. I have uh, to go every Sunday morning. That's true. That means she goes there. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. She's known for showing up <laughs> to that. That's her spot. There we go. There, there's the Woods Pit Barbecue. I've mentioned this before. Should I blow before. it up on it. the podcast so you people just yeah, go to this. Go to Johnson and, <laughs> on the Upper East Side? Oh, that's funny. Every, <laughs> everyone said too much. <laughs> she would be so confused. <laughs> Just be We heard about Jen. Why is this a thing? <laughs> what? Why is why, this a thing? Why is this a thing? One of the hosts is having an existential crisis because of your movie. <laughs> uh, I'm flattered. <laughs> it's like what? Oh man! That would Hopefully be one day. Rich. Maybe Dakota Johnson will come on the podcast. What do you think? You think we can get Dakota nah. Johnson? We might be able to get yeah. Macaulay Culkin. I think we could do that. Yeah, that that he might be gettable. Give him like ten years, you know. He he, he see where he is in ten years. I mean that 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 dude pops up on Red Letter Media all the time. So if if they can get him, those hacks, then I think we could. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that the two other Culkin brothers are doing way better right now than Macaulay is? Well, what's the other one? Because I, I know Kieran is like the man, but like what's... Kieran's like in everything. Yeah, he's awesome. Kieran is he was, hosting he SNL. He was the one in uh, Scott uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, right? Uh, That's Rory. That's Rory, right. That's Rory Culkin, yeah. But more yeah. importantly, Nick, Kieran was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Did you know that? He was. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite characters in that movie. I think most people know him as Roman Roy in uh, Succession. No, no, it's Scott Pilgrim, Nico. Come on, it's Scott Pilgrim. (laughs) Yeah, the the Macaulay stock, I mean, you really should have sold it in 1996, you know? You think so? 
I like yeah, him. I actually, I actually like Macaulay Culkin. You know who he's dating right now is uh, Andrew. You, you know, um, I, I don't know the actress's name. She's in The Social Network, but her character is dating Andrew Garfield. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 Adam. I don't know her name. Brendan, Brenda Song. Brenda Song. From yeah, The yeah, Sweet yeah. Life of Zach and Cody. I never watched Sweet Life. London Tipton herself. We've talked about how I never watched The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody many times on this podcast. Why can't you remember? Come on. I didn't watch that show. Think about that. Macaulay Culkin is married to London Tipton. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Has a kid with her. Has a kid with her. That's That's pretty crazy. I'm happy for those two kids, you know? Me too. Me too. Happy for those two crazy kids. Those wayward spirits. (laughs) Oh, by the way, we should really briefly, briefly mention that fucking uh, today's a big day in American history. Because after 20 long years, our national nightmare is over. J-Lo and Affleck have tied the knot in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. That'll last about 24 minutes. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Well, they're finally married. Great. Congrats to us. Yeah. 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 Uh, They're they're, 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 (laughs) Great! What a muted response! I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they're, they're, that 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 thing's lasting about five seconds, Nico. Jeez, Louise, those two are. De- what's a marriage? What's a Hollywood marriage worth, anyways? Yeah, th- those two, especially those two, are destined to be alone forever. I'm sorry. No, I think finally they found each other no, again. No, they're they're they suck. <laughs> they're they're gonna be alone forever. Ben Affleck and fucking Jennifer Lopez. I think this is it, man. Oh my god. <laughs> I think this is it. Would you stop it? I hate this. No, Nico. I think this is the final era. You're I think s- this is the third act. You, these two people are in. God, you're such a fiend. It's just it. No, <laughs> no. Don't they seem super happy? No. <laughs> No, no, they don't. They seem like miserable failures. <laughs> oh, those I think they're both doing good. I'm happy for them. Yeah, yeah. And then J Lo goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, Affleck left on a day armis for her. He's a more yes. This guy's a. F- fucking moron he's crazy there's something very wrong with ben affleck and there might be some he seems well he's not well no he seems well like again this is only based on like paparazzi pictures but i feel like you know the sort of dad bod chain smoking dunkin donuts eating affleck we got during the anna de armas era it looked much more unhappy than the the young spry Jenny Craig diet Affleck we've gotten lately. Ah, he's pretending. He's getting old very quickly. No, I think they're doing well, man. I think they're kind of aging gracefully. All right. All right. I think they finally admitted, like, listen, time is an unstoppable freight train. Yeah, it's much like I'm going to learn in 30 years by the time I'm their age. Uh, Hollywood's vicious. There are no Paul Newman's and Joanne Woodward's. It doesn't exist aside from Russell, uh, uh, Kurt Russell and, and Goldie Hawn. Those are like the only two I can think of. They don't exist. Hanks and Rita Wilson are. Doing yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, those two. But it's Hanks. About, uh, it's Dax Tom Shep- Hanks. Come on. What's, who's Dax Shepard with again? What's their name? Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kristen. Bell. Yeah, Dax Shepard, Kristen Bell. They're great. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Right. There's, are they? Are they still together? They are. Yeah. Yeah. They're, no, they like are like. They're 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 like not it's not even it's 
That's real. But That's these, real right there. These are two alphas coming together, Nico. That's the other problem. Right. You also got a little bit of the Bronx and Boston. You got that angle, mm-hmm. yeah, which is, has been known not to mix. Yeah, I think you know? the, I think it's doomed for a, a, a wonderful failure, but a failure nonetheless. So, yeah, I mean, what do you want to put money down on this? <laughs> yeah, I do. Let's put Why money not? down. I'll put, I, will I will put some over. money down. Well, let's see. Let's set what the about line. Ra- what, yeah, what about Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, too? Eh, fuck them. Yeah, uh, fuck them. They're fuck happy. Exactly. Eh, fuck them. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Who What's gives wrong a with shit? You? Who happy. gives a fuck? Fuck What are you talking dude. about? Fuck what? them. Uh, Blake Lively. So fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I like? Uh, um, uh, who the hell is Ryan Gosling married to again? Uh, Eva Mendes. Eva. Oh my God! There you go. I'm in on that's them. a fun. That's a fun Friday. I want that's the, a fun double date. Those two can stay together forever. I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an over under, Nick. Length of uh, the J Lo Affleck marriage. How long did they stay together the first time they were together? Uh, I I don't don't remember I, maybe three years i mean they were never officially married they were just in a long-term sure. relationship i think this time they know what they're getting into definitely that's they're what i'm older. saying though like hold, on, you hold know? on a little more patient yeah so i give it six six years wow six all right well that's gonna take a while to cash in this it's a bet, long-term though. bet but i'm i'm here I whatever bitcoin's worth <laughs> right, so that, what does that mean i have to take the under on this one by default? Yes. All right, I'll take yes. the under. Fuck it. Okay. Under six. six all right. Uh, you owe me... Uh, well, what's, a, what's a good stake six years from now? Ooh. Uh, you, you, have to, you have to name one, one of your children Bitcoin. after me. I have to name one of my children after you? Yeah, that ain't happening. You got to go through Abby first. So they, they, you have to talk to my lawyer named Abigail. I'll name one of my children after you if you win. <laughs> Please don't do that. Is it going to be like... Uh, <laughs> Is it going to be like middle names, like Albert and Robert? <laughs> God, he's got a lot more to lose then. <laughs> I'll name I'll name one of my future dogs after you. How's that sound? Yes. All right. One of my future dog, Nico. Come here, Nico. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll so, name one of my cats after you. Okay. <laughs> one of my friends does have a dog named Nico. Um. Yeah. So okay. So whoever loses has to get a pet. And name it after you're also taking on the responsibility of a pet. That's awesome. Well, I think just no, I think like the two of us will end up with a, a, a pet at some point in our lives. Yeah, but right? it's I mean that's too convenient for it to line up as six years. So But we can't like get a goldfish though and name the goldfish after each other. Like it has to be a, a furry friend, you know? A furry yeah. friend? Oh god. And like a hamster doesn't count either. Alright. I'll get a chimpanzee okay. and name him Nico. <laughs> Yo, okay, how did we bury this lead? <laughs> oh, the chimp in what? the movie? <laughs> There's a monkey in this movie. Because, of course, it's the 50s and you have to put a monkey. In. Like, monkeys were so funny That's back true. in the 50s, man. That was comedy with a capital C. So there's a scene in this laboratory and his familiar face pops up in this scene, if you're paying close attention. Uh, one Clint Eastwood. <laughs> 
Yep. That's yeah. That's right. You know what? That was another. That was one of those oh, things. Oh yeah, that that's I, right. Yeah. No, that's actually that was one of the things I read that I was like, oh, we should pick this movie, but then I forgot about it by the time I watched it. No, I, I, I didn't catch. I I didn't catch Clint. The dude sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Anyway, it's like the yeah, mo- it's wild. The most the most handsome human being in the world looks at th- and the coolest and the cool. Yeah, it's just like what the fuck? What are you doing, man? How 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 far is this? This is before Rawhide? This is Clint Eastwood's... This is like uh, one of his first roles. This is... I, I, I don't know what it was in terms of his television career, but this was uh, his second theatrical movie behind 1955's Tarantula! Capital uh, oh. T, capital A, capital Same R. Same year. T-U-L-A, exclamation point. Wow. Yes, Tarantula! Amazing. Directed by the same guy that made this movie. That's cool. That's cool. Jack Arnold. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, so Clint shows up for just like, they call it an under five in the biz. I mean, it's not it's it's not really an extra because he has a speaking part, but mm-hmm. it, he walks in as like a lab assistant and he's like, you know, there's something going on here with this cat and mouse experiment. See, we got this cat in a cage with four mice and uh, one of the mice ain't here no more. <laughs> he doesn't say it like this. I'm, I'm, I'm doing like a Norman Donald that is, voice. You are. I was like, is this your Clint Eastwood impression? That, 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 that is the single oh, worst the impression. Here you sound like I John wanna, Wayne. I, Listen, Pilgrim. <laughs> if I didn't know any better, I would think that maybe this mouse no, it's is like, in it's that like, cat's stomach. It's like this. You know, the mouse had it coming. We all had it coming. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I gotta ask you one question. Do you feel lucky, punk? Well, do you, punk? <laughs> Were the three mice in this cage of four? <laughs> to be honest, in all this confusion, I've lost count myself. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, you know, I think something happened to this fourth mouse. And I suspect the cat might have something to do with it. You sound like someone uh, who runs a deli in fucking Brooklyn or something. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, where'd the mouse go? I'm sorry, I'll go back to my Clint voice. I'll go back to my Clint voice. Please. So, uh, doctor, I think uh, this this mouse might have been eaten by this here Pussycat. <laughs> and the doctor's like, well, did you feed him? And he's like, well, I think so. And then he reaches into his pocket and there's a mouse in his pocket. It's his fourth mouse. And that's the not really thing. sure what that bit was all about, but was that it apparently imp- passed for comedy in 1954. Was it implied the monkey put it there? Don't know. I, I, I don't really know. It's kind of like what, if a Martian were, were to land on Earth and... Uh, He's like, what exactly is this Pete Davidson guy all about? You know, <laughs> like I feel the same way about monkeys in the fifties. It's like, why were monkeys so funny? Um, hmm. Well, it is funny when you put a monkey next to Clint Eastwood. Like that is that's funny. I guess. I guess it's funny. Yeah. Is it? Fu- it depends on who you put the monkey next to. You put it next to. I, right. I think it's. I mean, we're we're. <laughs> We're coming. We're coming. Uh, just a few decades after Barnum and Bailey, right? Going around at the circus animals. <laughs> yes. And this is just the next iteration. I mean, just like oh, you, the circus animals are so fun. What if we put them in movies? That's true. 
There's a lot of dolphins in this too. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of dolphins. So that's fair. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I had about Clint. I guess. What's your? Deal? I mean, the guy is just such a movie star, and it's so weird watching him yeah. in these roles. I, so I love. Oh my god, it's like my favorite thing to see early roles like this from certain actors. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's like you know. What were executives thinking? Like, what were these producers thinking in the 50s when you have a guy like Clint Eastwood hanging around the lot and you give him roles like this? And it's like he's forced to flee to to Italy. Yeah. Like, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is basically all about this this conundrum, right? Um, but it's it's so weird that, you know, it's just so weird how the old Hollywood machine worked. And, and to a certain extent, it's weird how the machine works now. It just feels like so inefficient. Sure. You know, yeah, it's, it feels so arbitrary who gets cast and who doesn't. Oh, well, probably is, you know, because these are fools. It absolutely is. There's, these are fools. That, the, 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 the one thing I've learned over the years is that the people who run Hollywood are uh, very incompetent. Not too bright. Yeah. I mean, that's, why I they went that's to true. Show business. That's, that's true of most industries. I think that the people at the top are usually the least competent. Yeah, I feel like uh, Hollywood's also the business you go into, though, if you're not good at anything else. You know? I suppose. It, I mean, it's it, people think it's competitive, and it is competitive, because a lot of people want to do it, but that doesn't mean a lot but of people But I feel like the competent people in Hollywood are not the ones making decisions. Well, yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Like, right. there are plenty of competent people, mm. <laughs> but they're not, they're not calling the shots. They're probably editing. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, okay, back to uh, the, uh, the the sexism. So I, I wanted to mention this. So there are multiple times in this movie where Laurie Nelson is either being interviewed by someone or is being, you know, pulled in two directions by two suitors trying to ask her out on a date. And like, in particular, this scene where a reporter goes to interview, she's like, she plays like a PhD student or something. Yeah. Yeah, she's going for her doctorate, I think. That's right. Yes. In uh, in uh, ichthyology, ichthyology, ichthyology. A marine biologist like that's a ten dollar word. What does that mean? (laughs) So the guy starts the interview out being like, "I'm talking to one of the most beautiful women I've ever interviewed before." (laughs) (laughs) Like that's how she's introduced. Yeah, and then he's like, "So what are you doing here?" And she's like, "Well, I'm a fucking doctorate student." Well, they they sort of comment on it a little, don't they? <laughs> they try to. I, I think the way that she <laughs> they responds, do their best. <laughs> what I think that she, I, th- I actually, I kind of actually like how the film approaches it in a way because, like, the society she's in is certainly very sexist. But I like the way that she stands for herself, and she kind of pushes back pretty well on it all. It's really kind a very of. progressive film. In my opinion, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> no, but know. for 1955, I actually thought it was. I mean, there was another moment where, like the the. Okay, I, maybe I disagree with you guys completely. Then. <laughs> like, I feel like she's just. I mean, and like to call her a damsel in distress is kind of an insult to damsels, you know. Like, <laughs> you think, I mean, she. Like, you think I'm being serious? She's purely a MacGuffin. She's purely wait, wait, wait a, MacGuffin. a second. Wait a second. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> you, she's you not a character know. at all. I don't, well, I don't know if any of anyone's really a character, though. I don't think she's I, I think it's just a badly written movie all around. Like nobody develops in this movie. Not really. No. 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 So uh, I don't know. Definitely not. 
at the end when the the newscaster is like, "Hey, Gilman has has escaped, and we suspect he's going to the Amazon, but he's kidnapped a quote pretty young scientist." That it's not like APB blonde in her mid twenties. No, it's smoking hot babe. I would have seen the, being captured by a fish man. No, like, but the, the line is even more ridiculous than that because they say the gill man has kidnapped a pretty young lady from the lobster house or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but they always lead with the adjective like hot, attractive, beautiful. The smoking hot broad. She's gone. Yeah. It's not exactly, you know, Twas Beauty Killed the Beast, you know? That's doesn't true. exactly have the poetry of the Kong movies. No, the poetry <laughs> like, of the Kong movies. It's just very explicit, you yeah. know? Yeah, watch it. I, I recently watched um, the, the 1933 King Kong for the first time for the other podcast, and uh, watching those two movies, these two movies back-to-back, is quite jarring. Yes. Quite jarring. Extremely. Because, like, that original King Kong even though it came out over 20 years before this movie did, it's just so more competent in terms of special effects and, like, storytelling and, yeah. yeah. Character, spectacle. Bad, bad movie. <laughs> bad movie. Yeah. It's, not it's, even, it's not even that bad is the problem. I was more frustrated by it because it wasn't bad enough. It was just kind of, you know, like... It's just rushed yeah, and yeah. clearly just a, a, a money-making yeah. vehicle. It's just... Like, that's, you know... It's just plain boring bad. I don't I don't I don't know what to say about it. I mean, the set pieces revolve around stunning a fishman in a tank. That's most of the movie, right? It's just which by yeah, the way, I, I got to say again though, I, I thought the underwater shots were really great oh, and they they also are. the underwater sound, which we didn't talk about. They actually have like underwater dialogue and they did a pretty good job making that sound like they're actually talking underwater. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd agree with so, that. So, I don't know. I mean, I there's some competency here. The costuming is great like you said. Yeah. Uh was all of that true in the original Adam? Yes. Yes. Is it as competent, more competent? More competent. That was the other thing I was no- I was like the-, the design of the fish man is slightly funnier and it's like it's it's the same essentially but there's something about his face that's just a little bit it's like they left the mold in the oven for just a minute longer and it droops <laughs> a little bit more. It's like it's not quite as scary as it was in the original. The other thing that the original one has is just a, a there's such a it's just so visually – I mean there's so many shots in that movie that really like like stick with you and kind of unnerve you. It's, you see where like Jaws gets a lot of its ideas in, 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 in a lot of ways. I mean there's that classic shot of, again, similarly a woman you know, swimming on the surface and then you have this wide shot under the water of the gill man uh, swimming like, I don't know, 10 feet below her. But he's flipped upside down and just swimming with her and the camera's just like tracking with them under the water. It's really, really, really awesome. And there's just tons of stuff like that in the movie. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like the original. I, I will have to check that out at some point. It's just a fun watch. And also, they tease the monster way better. Way better. Way better. Well, it's also tough because they're following... I mean, let's let's be honest here. They are following up the original under the full assumption that everybody watching this has seen the original, right? Yeah. And so there's no real point hiding the monster I get when... It. You've already been, the monster has been revealed by the end of the first one, yeah. and I think they also were more interested in exploring additional questions of this monster, exploring the monster's humanity, 
Um, and I, in, in any case, a logical next step to any sort of we discovered a new monster is the scientists come in, start poking and prodding. So I see why this movie was made the way it was. Yeah. I, I think it's maybe it's, maybe it doesn't answer the why is this a thing thesis, but because I do see exactly <laughs> why it's a thing. Yeah. I, and, and and also like the I, I it's just frustrating when it's like it's clearly trying to be a scary movie, but the entire movie is looking at this thing in a box and it's just not the the, the central conceit. Right, yeah, yeah. It's just not scary. It's just like the main theme and what they're going for from right. a story perspective is not scary. So it's like, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Whereas like that first it one does kind of collapse because it's yeah. my, that, that it's, it's not a scary horror film no <laughs> it's, it's well, a non-scary horror film yeah it feels and it collapses what, because of that yeah, feels it what it's what it's what it's ultimately going for you know again and that first one does very well at being sort of a really kind of creepy little old creature feature that you know like you said that's really good yeah. sense of place really really good cinematography and the the, the costume and that rocks the sound design is also really good in that first one too and I, I would actually say both both of these movies do a good job with that but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I do agree with you that it makes sense as like a logical sequel, but it's at the same mm-hmm. time, it just it just doesn't do anything for me on an emotional I th- level. I, I, I just, think that's why shape. I just yeah. I think that's why shape of water works so well, though, is because it's not a horror movie. Sure. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah, it, in a I lot mean, of ways, they, it is what this movie could have been had they went a different direction. with it, Right. They're very similar movies. Yeah. Yeah. These two <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> they They definitely figure out maybe not as this franchise goes along but as the genre evolves that putting the audience in the creature's point of view is a smart way of doing it yep um and if you're not going to do that then like don't show the monster or show the monster as little as possible and focus on the human drama but i think right. the more that you sort of try splitting the the bill mm-hmm. um i think the harder it is you have to, you have to be rooted in some sort of point of view. Like you can't really watch a movie like this from an omniscient eye of God perspective. Well, it'd be a very um, very different movie. It'd probably be a very funny movie too. <laughs> right, that's the thing. <laughs> so uh, okay. Also, cool. I, I had a couple. What I just wanted to mention with like one of my general frustrations with the movie. It's just kind of a nitpick, but um, the movie ends with the exact same shot from the first movie. And what I mean by that is they used, <laughs> they took the, the same the, footage. They took the same footage for the ending shot of the creatures sinking below the surface, and they just used it in this. And I'm like, what is going on? And there are multiple times where the movie does that, but the fact that they used it at the end, man, I was like, go to hell. That's great. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh. Back in 1955, uh, you needed highly skilled projectionists to screen 3D movies effectively. Um, So apparently while this movie was being screened in theaters, the projectionists were getting so bored and lazy that the film was often shown out of sync, leading to endless audience complaints. (laughs) Wow. What does that mean? They were stabbed bored by the movie? Yeah, I mean, they, the projections would like fall asleep or whatever oh during my. the movies, and that like led to it being shown incorrectly. It's only an hour wow. and twenty minutes. <laughs> it's not that. Long. It's really short. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that boring. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I also want to mention just as a little uh, Easter egg. If you're a Back to the Future fan, Back to the Future Part Three, uh, Marty exits a movie theater dressed in his cowboy outfit and tells Doc. 
quote, I'm pretty sure Clint Eastwood wouldn't wear this. This is when they're in the drive-in at the at the beginning of this movie. Uh, when he says this, he is standing next to the poster of Revenge of the Creature, which is Eastwood's first movie appearance oh, besides Tarantula. Wow. Nice little Easter egg, right? I like that one. Yeah. Cool. That's all I had. Uh, not a good movie. Nah. Don't watch it. Mm-hmm. But it was a wet movie. It was wet. Was uh, yes, yes. We should say that. Yeah, sufficiently yeah. wet. Yes, I think so. I would agree. Yeah, it passes the test. Yeah. Okay. Let's play a game. How many? Have we ever done Mr. Eastwood? I was going to ask the same thing, and no, I don't think we have. Can't imagine we did. So. No. Can't imagine. Well, uh, we I don't did. know what we would have done. No way. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is 92 years young this yeah. year. Just celebrated a birthday in June. 92 years young. Still making movies. Yeah. Yeah. What do we think the net worth of Clint Eastwood is? Well, and that, you don't get any more of a Hollywood legend than Clint Eastwood. No, he's is he the last Hollywood legend? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, who else is left? Kevin Hart. Oh yeah, Kevin Hart. That's right. <laughs> Maybe the the Rock. Of course, we did mention the Rock. Uh, I will say that Clint Eastwood. Wow. I'll, I'll say he's worth 100, 150, 150 million. I mean, it's kind of crazy if, if Drew Carey is worth more than Clint Eastwood, but I guess that is sort of the point of this game, right? I'll overestimate him, though. That's the thing, just because I feel like I should. I'll say it takes two Drew Careys to get to Clint Eastwood. So How much is Drew Carey worth? $300. Yeah, sorry, 300 bucks. Okay. So 600 bucks, Adam? <laughs> 600 bucks for Mr. Clint Eastwood, that's right. <laughs> $190 million, Drew Carey. Yeah, so that means he so you're saying $380 million. I was going to say four hundred, so I'm really kind of pissed. Uh, say it then. You could say it. I'll say, no, I'll sp- I'll sp- we'll split the difference at 250 Okay, wow. So you're in the middle on this 250 one. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Okay, uh, Nick, you said 250 I said 150 Adam said 380 Yes. Mm-hmm. One of us is remarkably close. Wow, okay. The actual net worth of Clint Eastwood. $375 million. Mm. Adam, you just won this week's I knew, edition. I had a uh, feeling it was going to be up there. God damn it. How many? Drew Carey's. Wow. That's the best one I've done in a while. And guess what, Nico? You've lost your losing streak or your winning streak. I'm sorry. I've lost my losing streak. No, I've yes, I've, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. gained a losing streak. Yeah, you lost gained a, a losing streak. streak. Yeah. <laughs> all right. At least I, you won uh, something. Yeah. Well, all right. So <laughs> I guess you want to do the settle settle file game? Maybe yeah, you'll make up for let's, it. Yeah. Let's play, uh, Nick. Well, this is the end of the show, by the way. If you want to turn it off, you're more than welcome yeah, yeah. to. This is really just for Adam and I's enjoyment. That's true. Uh, Nick, do you want to give us a little timer? Because sometimes we do this game and it takes a while. There's a lot of dead air. Maybe if you have like a 30-second timer going, it might be... Sure. Uh, oh, man. A timer? Yeah. Wow. That's going to be stressful. I can yeah. do that. What do you think? 30 seconds? That might be a good number. 
whole 30 seconds? Yeah. I suppose. Uh, and also have IMDb ready, Nick, uh, to verify some of these. <laughs> uh, we haven't played this game in a while. So Cinephile is a card game with uh, 150 different movie stars on each card. Uh, there's a number of ways to play it. There's a lot of different iterations of this game, but Adam and I usually play it by uh, picking a movie star out of the deck and going back and forth, volleying um, with with the names of movies that okay. these actors have starred in uh, until someone can't name a movie anymore. Okay. You're saying okay like you don't know the rules. You do know the rules, right? No, I don't know the rules. Explain them again. Adam <laughs> has been known to own me in this game. <laughs> pretty consistently. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. That's the thing. You should be pretty good at it. But So here's the deck of cards. I'm shuffling it just for, you know, I'm not cheating. I haven't looked at these cards ahead of time. I'll, I'll actually, I'll let you pick which card you want. Me? Yeah, do you want, uh, well, there's a lot of cards here. Wow, I'd love to, you know, reach through the screen here and pick that <laughs> card, but. I want the fourth one I, from the right. I want, uh, pick a number one through I want card, 12. I want card number 22, Nico, so you got to. Pick a card one through 12. Oh, okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I feel like I'm doing a magic trick. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, one, two. Was this your card? The name on the card Rachel McAdams. Mm. Uh, do you want to do that one? You're the one that chose it, not me. I, I don't really want to do Rachel McAdams. Well, too bad. Uh, the name, uh, uh, the the movie on the the card here is About Time. About Time. About oh, I love that movie. About Time, eh? Good movie. Love that movie. Right. Uh, I will go first. I will say uh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. All right. You said About Time was chosen. Correct. <sighs> All right. That's fine. Um, the Notebook. Sure. Wasn't that? Uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. Uh-oh. No. 20 seconds. Oh, God, dude, no. <laughs> uh -oh. You moron. <laughs> I'll, give you uh, I'll give you a few if you'd like. Man, I'm looking at this list. Uh-oh, it's five seconds. Robert, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Uh, uh, game Night. All right. Game Night? Yeah, she, right. she's in that. Right. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, uh, what is it? A, a Game of Shadows? Got it. Yeah. All right. Wow, I don't know how I pulled that one out. <laughs> uh, uh, Midnight in Paris. Great movie. <laughs> uh oh uh, True Detective season 2 <laughs> okay uh, yeah I'll give it to you I don't care you'll give me sure. that yeah okay. it's on the list yeah you get <laughs> all right. it yeah alright um, Adam's like I keep going baby what's that Terrence Malick film uh, oh, that's a hint with Ben Affleck I think 
to the wonder. Got it. Was she in any of the other Maliks? I don't know. I haven't seen any of those post Tree of Life Maliks. I haven't seen that one either. I just know she's in it. Like there's Song to Song, there's Knight of Cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Fifteen. Ooh. I have a few others still. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. She's in a Best Picture winner, Nico. Oh, Spotlight. There you go. Thanks for the hint. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, Man, you've already lost twice. Yeah. <laughs> I named a TV show and a movie Adam gave me. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I, I'll Brian De Palma's Passion. Yeah. Oh, that's a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I, I'm waving the white flag on that. You got that one. I'll give you the card. <laughs> you pulled out De Palma's Passion. I mean, where else can I go? Uh, There's quite see. a few more. Uh, uh, Southpaw. Yeah. Southpaw. Oh yeah. Are we so we're calling that? Yeah, that round? You, you, I'll give it to him. Yeah. All right. What yeah. So got? I'll go through the rest here that we got. Um, yeah. Southpaw. We have an Aloha. I haven't heard. Oh Aloha. sure, Cameron Crowe's Aloha. A is most wanted Cam- man. Never saw that movie. Philip. Oh, Seymour she is in that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. One of the Vow. Movies. Okay, never seen. Uh, Time Traveler's Wife. Never. Okay. Never seen that. Never one. seen it. Uh, State of Play, The Lucky Ones, Wedding Crashers, oh, The Wedding Crashers, Wedding yeah. Crashers. yeah, Red sure. Eye. Oh, I haven't seen that's a Wes Craven movie. I've been meaning to see it. Yeah, the with, hot, uh, the wait a hot chick Killian with Rob Schneider. Who, yeah, yeah, Killian. Who, who, Killian Murphy's in Red Eye. Yeah, it's Killian Murphy and and McAdams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love that. That's a good movie. Um, hot chick with Rob Schneider. She's in okay. that. Apparently. Oh boy. Uh, now we're getting pretty obscure, I think. Anything right. recently? Post-game night? All right, I'm looking. Uh, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story ah, of Fire Saga. Ah, damn it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, how did you not get that one? You love your Will Ferrell. It's an awful movie. But I've, but she's <laughs> I've heard it's terrible. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, well, we did she hasn't, she hasn't done much since game night. She's done Eurovision, Doctor Strange, and the What If TV series, which is Marvel. We did one of good. the great comedy performances of the last 20 years her in game night and oh she my god she's good in that great in that movie yeah yeah that's a good movie yeah that's a legit really good movie. Legitimately- i mean jesse plemons too is like <laughs> just off the chain funny in that i it's like the, that that's like the movie that made me realize that jesse plemons is a great actor i think <laughs> more so than breaking bad it yeah, was that's that how movie. long it took it was like oh game night of all movies <laughs> the the line reading of Oh my God, he died. <laughs> There's oh, no better died. reading of anything. It's so good. She's so good in that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll pick a card here now. Let's go. One, let's see. Lucky number seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Who is it? I don't remember if we've done this or not. What's the name? What's the name? I'll tell you. The name is Dwayne Johnson. I don't think we have done Dwayne Johnson. Wow. The I've, movie on the card is Pain and Gain. Christ, they did this Pain is gonna be... and Gain? Okay, all right. Michael Bay's Pain and Gain. All right, all right. That's fine. <laughs> this is going to be rough. Uh, I think I went first last time, so. You went first? After okay. you, sir. <sighs> Fast Five. Uh, Fast and Furious 6. Uh, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Furious 7. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Moana. Yeah. Uh, Fate of the Furious. <laughs> Doom. <laughs> He's in the Doom. Scorpion King. The Mummy Returns. The Scorpion King Two. Nope. There's no Scorpion King 2? He's, he's not, not in that? He's not in it. Okay. Oh, well. All right. Uh, 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 Rampage. Gridiron Gang. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, the Game Plan. How did you remember yeah. the Game Plan? What's the <laughs> matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh, right. G- yeah. That's when that franchise was like, we, need, we, we like, can only save this with The Rock. That's right. We got to give this some juice. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's done that first so, movie was so bad. He's done so many shit movies. It's unbelievable. Nobody works more than this guy. Uh, Jumanji. Uh, welcome to the jungle. Jumanji colon. Welcome to the jungle. Did yeah. you say Fate of the Furious yet? I did. Yeah. Okay. Um... Eyes where we can see him, by the way, bud. Eyes where we can see him. I'm running out of movies. <laughs> hey, I'm here. Don't look down at your cheat sheet. I feel like there's a very obvious recent one. There's a, there's, what's that one? It's yep, five seconds. Skyscraper? Yep, there's one. Okay. The Tooth Fairy. Did you say San Andreas yet? I did not. Oh, San Andreas. Okay. Uh, uh, Jumanji colon the next level. Um. Wow, I did not even know that movie existed. What's the Journey to the Center of the Earth sequel? I know he was in that crap. Journey. Uh, journey to the center of the earth too. Well, yeah, yeah, but like I, I don't. I think know. it's actually journey to. It's journey to is like the mis- something the mysterious island or something. Like I'll that. give it to you because you got it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I oh, got that it. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that's it. You got it. Okay. The mysterious island. Yeah. Journey to the mysterious island. You got it. Wow. Uh, Red notice. <laughs> um. I will just right now tell you, Red Notice, untrustworthy spoilers. The short is off the table as well. <laughs> huh? Oh. <laughs> the short? Is that what you said? Oh, the short. Oh, the short film. Oh. <laughs> Baywatch? Oh, you took mine. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> nice. Mitch Buchanan. <laughs> Mitch Buchanan? That's his character. <laughs> um... Oh, I got one. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, I got one. I got one. We got fifteen seconds on the uh, clock. Black Adam. I'll give that one to you. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, though you know, didn't, it's not out yet. Yeah, but, but he, I, 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 this is. But me, you're good. I, I think we had Zendaya once, and he didn't give me Dune, so there was that when Dune hadn't been. <laughs> so I'll get, but I'll, I'll, I'll be the bigger man here. Did you say Jungle Cruise yet? No, no, I. That's the one I've been sitting on. I'm okay. like, man, nobody. Jungle Cruise. Yeah, that was the one. Well, we're really coming to it here. <laughs> it's getting uh, it's getting tight now. And <laughs> well, I think I I don't think I have anything. Mm, I don't really have anything else. Um, 
Yeah, 10 seconds. Isn't he in one of those like date night or isn't he in isn't he in something like that? Is he in date night? No. Nope. Doesn't he play a cop in date night? He plays Oh no, no, I'm thinking of get smart. I'm thinking the get smart. You got reboot. it. Barely. Yeah. You got it okay. on the buzzer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was Steve Carell. Yeah. Oh my god. Comedies of the late 2000s. Oh god. Um Well, I do have a movie that's coming out. Since you just used Black Adam, okay, go ahead. Uh, Super Pets, of course, yeah, of course. I the great Super one in my Pets back pocket too. Fucking yeah. hell. Uh, is he in that? Yeah, he's playing Super uh, Superman Dog. <laughs> I don't know why it's not on his IMDb. Oh, he's in it, all right. Oh no, I see it there. Never mind, I missed it. Uh, what's the Kevin Hart? He did a movie with Kevin Hart. It's not right along. It's something else. It's not cop out. It's not right along. It's. <laughs> ah, I think I know it. Oh, it, oh, oh, um, no, it's not. It's. <sighs> uh, five seconds. I. <sighs> I think we got to call it. All right. Is it Central Intelligence? Yes, that's what yep. it is. <laughs> Darn it. Darn it. Some, some that we missed. Uh, this one I don't think anybody would have gotten, but he does a voice in Free Guy. He does? I, yeah. I didn't know. Bank that. robber number two. I don't think it's really. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, what do we got here? I feel like we uh, missed a bunch. Fighting, of... He plays. He plays himself in fighting with my family. Oh, that's what. Gee, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It. Sure. Yeah. Um, Couldn't could remember P. that one. Yeah. 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 Damn it, Hercules. Oh, oh, Hercules. Yeah. Of course. Right? Hercules. Snitch. Sure. Snitch. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me was see he here. in um faster? Did we mention in, faster? Was he in, no? Was he in Southland Tales? I don't know. Yes, he was. Yeah, faster. Yes, there's a couple of those like dramatic race to which mountain. Okay, vaguely uh, remember that. Yeah, me too. We have. Can't believe you remember. Be cool. The, the game plan. There's just something wrong with you. <laughs> the game plan. Oh my god. I feel like I should win that round, even though I lost. <laughs> just forgetting that one. I'm like, what's what the hell is. <sighs> God, he was in an episode of Star Trek Voyager in 2000. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, no. But, yeah, I think that's about all of the ones we missed there. It's right. pretty, pretty close. You guys honestly cleaned up pretty well. Was he in Fast 9? He was not. He was not? Oh, okay, okay. He was not in Fast 9. I'm glad I didn't say that. Do we say Empire State? Uh, no. No. It's another one. Never heard of Gem and the Holograms? I don't know. I did not know he was in it. She's in he Gem and the Holograms. Dwayne Johnson. Oh no. So I think he plays himself, but Yeah. Well. Yeah, there were not many there. I should have got Central Intelligence. That's that's really that's not good. Yeah. No, it's good <laughs> that you didn't get Central Intelligence. Oh, I could have got the other guys as well, obviously. Aim for oh the god, that's right. Aim oh, for the bushes. oh yep, yeah. Yep. I, Shit, I totally forgot obvious. about that. Yeah. One of the great scenes he's ever been involved in. Uh, I want to apologize for the past 10, 15 minutes. If you heard a lot of clicking and typing, that was just me furiously <laughs> trying to keep track of time and look up things in IMDb. So one more just for shiggles. One more. Okay. Right. We can do one more. Yeah, one sure. more. 
Pick a number, one through ten, or whatever. Pick one, whatever. One through ten? Oh. So, well, something within reason. Maybe just not something less than thirty. Seventy-six. Five. five. <laughs> I want card number five. What time is it? Oh, it's ten. It is ten o'clock at night. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Okay, here it is. Uh, I wish it was the rubber match, but it's not. Adam has killed me in this game yet again. No. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Okay. Straw Dogs is the Stra- movie on the card. They always That's pick the, the one it goes with? What the fuck? That's like an okay. Adam pick. That's what I would have said. That would have been my first pick. God damn it. All right. All right. Uh, I will uh, start things off uh, with the film The Graduate. Yeah, there you go. Um, all it's right. the only movie I can tell you. <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer. Tootsie. Uh, good one. Marathon Man. That's a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Wag the Dog. Good one. Rain Man. Won an Oscar for that movie. That's right. <laughs> he totally did. It's quite good. Yep. The Meyerowitz stories, parenthesis, new and selected. Okay. God, I have a few that I'd like to save. What am I missing? I'm trying to think of his classics. Damn it. Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda 2? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He is a kung-, kung Fu Panda 2. Well, he, he's got to be in the third one, right? I, uh... Nico's What's the not, third one called? You know, Nico's not going to give it to me. Oh, yeah. This no, yeah, you're, no I, yeah, you got it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Kung Fu Panda 3. Yeah. Okay, Kung Fu Panda 3. Don't worry. There's more where that came from. <laughs> uh, Outbreak. Oh, my God. Outbreak. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> Dustin Hoffman. Um... <laughs> Uh oh. Uh oh. Chef. <laughs> One of the more confusing movies to have ever existed. I love Chef. What's the matter what with Chef? What is Chef? No, I like it too, but like, what is it? It's a movie about a guy who has a passion for a food truck. Yeah, it's just he's. I mean, it's just an amazing turn for Favreau coming off of, like, Iron Man. Oh, oh, you mean just... Well, it's a passion project, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's just... A, yeah. He loves food, man. He, he loves... Does. He loves... And now he does, like, the chef show, too, on Yeah, Netflix. no, he's real passionate. Yeah. Uh, American Buffalo. Yep. <laughs> American Buffalo... <laughs> You whore. Uh, How about the sequel, it. Canadian Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, meet the Fockers. Uh, sure, that's a sure, absolutely. Uh, little Fockers. Yeah. yeah. 
with Babs. Yeah, Babs. Streisand. Got, ba- got Babs in that one. <laughs> oh, my God. What's it? I feel, I feel like we're missing some of his older films. I don't know. Definitely oh, are. plenty. Yeah. Christ. The 90s. You guys have named like three movies in the 90s. Hook. Oh, yeah, of course. There we go. There we go. Okay, I may be getting the name of this movie wrong, but I'm fairly certain he's in it. I think it's called Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. He totally is in that. Oh, my God. I did not think anybody would pull that when I saw that on the list. (laughs) I was like, no way. Oh, my God. What a great pick. (laughs) That's incre- that's a, that's you should win just for that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we're really Christ. reaching into the abyss. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, if you want to know how depraved we are as human beings, like Mr. Magorian. Beginning Wonder with my pull of Lee Winnell, the director of uh, of Invisible Man, Holy like yeah, what the shit. fuck? All right, um, Adam, you got a couple seconds here. You got to <laughs> um, Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, we forgot. Yeah, that's a pretty one. big yeah. one that hasn't been named yeah. yet, huh? Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah smart In smart. Yeah, Midnight Cowboy, Razzo Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's plenty more. I mean, there's there's plenty. I. I have There's like, plenty that I just haven't named yet. I have like one more, and then I don't. I might call it after that one. I don't. One more. That's a few all. seconds, Nico. That's all I got. I got one more. And my recall's so bad. Um. Uh, by the buzzer no, again. Say now. Now. Go. Say one. Oh, I got one for you. Oh, that. so mad you haven't gotten <laughs> this one. Jesus Christ. Okay. What? Oh, come on, come on, come on. You can do it. I think. I think that's it. It's it's yeah. Damn. I mean, there's plenty. Okay, but all right, go ahead. Yeah, it's fine. All the president's men. Yep. I was just looking at that one. Yeah, I mean that's a you know one of the great movies ever made. My my (laughs) but my other one, but the my other pocketed one was um um, not pocketed, but yeah, I guess it was was um Papillon. Great movie. Yeah, Papillon. That's a fucking Papillon rocks. (laughs) Yeah, it is. As they made us this Uh, year. He made Don't a movie this year? Apparently. Into the Labyrinth. Okay. Uh, the Cobbler. All right. Okay. No, Didn't know he was here. in that. The Cobbler. Oh, he probably did a couple with Sandler, though, right? He, I guess he likes Sandler. The Tale of Despero is a voice. Wow. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction, did we mention? Oh, God. Nope. He's, re- he's really good in that. The Lost City. Okay. I don't know. Um, oh, a, a series of unfortunate events. Yep. Look at some of these. Uh, I Heart Huckabees? What was that? Oh, no. That's a David O. Russell movie. I feel like. All right. Maybe I saw that way back when in theaters or something. Oh, Ishtar, like the classic Ishtar. The big <laughs> sleepers, yeah. Dick Tracy. Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland. Yeah, okay. sure. Uh, when we start going really far back. Oh, Lenny. Mad, Mad Friggin' City? Lenny. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Billy Bathgate, little big man. <laughs> we didn't do business. as bad as I thought we did, but we still left a bunch on the table. There, no yeah, question. it's not so bad. All right, I want to play more with you off air. This is probably excruciating for the listeners. You want to play I'm after? Having, well, this? nobody's listening. I'm having fun. 
Well, we can play yeah, another you're one. Pro- you're probably right. No one's listening. Yeah. Everybody checked Everyone's out by done. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, All right. Uh, wet month, guys. Uh, next week. Um, oh, yeah. The if big. you uh, have uh, been underwhelmed by the wetness of our installments thus far, <laughs> fear oh, not, dear listener. <laughs> because we are about to experience the wettest movie ever. It's even in the title. Waterworld. Oh, Kevin yeah. Costner's Waterworld. I've been looking forward to this for years, and now that it's finally here, I'm a little scared. You should be. I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> you be afraid, be. be very afraid. What if the world was nothing but water? That is what we're about to answer next week. Yep. It's like this movie is ever like made. This is like the yang to the yin of Mad Max, I feel like. Kind totally. of. Kind of. It's often this compared is, to Mad Max. This is the wet max. <laughs> Some people have dubbed it Kevin's Gate. That was a big thing in the nineties. Yeah. Kevin's Gate. Kevin's Gate. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is is gonna be awesome. Uh, that's coming next week. Yep. Uh, as our grand finale here on Wet Month. I can't believe uh, it. I one can't more splash. <laughs> All right. Anything else, gents? Nah. Cool. That's it. We'll be we'll be back next week. Uh, can't wait to talk to you. Until then. You've all been so very, very naughty. Naughty.